Charlie Penn. Can, you know what? I know you all cannot see this, but we're looking, we're back in Midtown. In an entire studio. In an entire studio with these lovely microphones. We're feeling fancy. Yes. I, you know what? I think this is a precursor mm-hmm. to what's going to be happening because the Essence offices are moving. We're moving to a new office, you guys. You can't enjoy it, but we sure are going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Corey Murray. And this is Yes, yes Girl. Corey, are you feeling good, like holiday vibes and energy? Because we're like coming up on Thanksgiving. I'm feeling really like thankful and happy. I am. And one thing I'm really thankful about, I mean, Thanksgiving is good. Yay, I'm going to spend time with my mom and Big Mama. We're going to drive down to Maryland. Uh, shout out PG County. You know they don't let me cook. You not you don't cook anything? No, they don't. My mama don't let me. They don't let me. Not even like the cornbread or anything? Nothing. Don't you love how I'm over here acting like I cook? <laughs> did you Did you feel that? <laughs> this year I'm manifesting a meal of some kind. Wait, you do a ride to Virginia, don't you? I usually do, but this year we're not. Oh, my God. Are you going to spend Thanksgiving in your new Painting home? Painting our home. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do We're going to get grown. Okay. We are like, okay, we could do holidays. We're going to do a friends, Friendsgiving. Nice. With my bestie and her hubby and her kids. Oh, my God. And guess what? I love her because she was like, bring champs. Bring champs. She was like, that's all you need to bring. You know, Joy Marie just gave me a bottle of shampoo today. I will give it to you. Thank you. See, paying so that for it. Or who's on the show this week? Regina motherfucking King. I love her so much. She is... Cover star. Cover star. Essence cover star. But, uh, quick story. I saw her at her Black Girls Rock speech. I love the fact that she opened up her speech by saying... She's in her season. Mm -hmm. Because I see so many times on Instagram, people will say, I'm coming into my season or, you know, my turn. But I was like, she proudly is acknowledging like this is her time. And it is. And it is. Which is so overdue. This is her year. I mean, Golden Globe, Emmys, Academy Award winner. She is phenomenal. And from 227 to now. To now. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that word. Look at God. I mean, I can think of a million Regina King roles I loved. Where do we begin? Even when she was the sister in How Stella Got Her Groove Back? Yes. With the ambulance? I'm thinking of her justice. in the sister of this Christmas when she oh put the Vaseline. I mean, the, was it not Vaseline? The baby the, the, the baby, in the bathtub. The baby in the bathtub. I think she told a lot of women that day. He gonna learn today, sis. But you know what? I also <laughs> loved her for uh, Enemy of the State. Yes, enemy of the state. Yeah. Oh my God, she's she's in. I, we're, I feel like we're missing some great ones. No, we are. But you know, real talk though, I remember following your trajectory of her career that when she started doing TV, mm-hmm. I remember because th- this was back when film stars did TV. It was kind of like, oh, you I know, know, it was like you. It was weird. It was like, like oh, why are you doing TV? Why are you, you should TV? Be doing movies. You should do movies. But yo. Regina King flipped it on him because she I, I remember reading something where she said she did the TV work so she could start learning to be a director. Mm-hmm. And, and she directs she, now. she directs now. She's filming. She's actually now she's in a whole like a camp. She is in a camp really dedicating herself for prepping for her directorial debut as far as a feature film. That's phenomenal. It's amazing. Corey, don't you love seeing actresses just keep reaching new heights yes. and levels? Yes. And you've seen, I think, just through the coverage with your work in entertainment, mm-hmm. you've really seen it up close and personal. Yes. But I just, I'm so proud of so many of these women and they're long overdue for their roses, their snaps, mm-hmm. their cheers. All of it. All, All of, of it. it. And I feel like Regina's at the top of that list for me. She is. And I, what I love, because, you know, I love talking about behind the scenes people, but I love that she's really, as much as she's getting her flowers in front of her for her camera work, but she's doing so much good stuff behind the scenes 
because remember when she won the Golden Globe, she said that she was committing to having, I think, a little bit over 50 percent of women or included to be diverse on her film set. So she's and doing she's it. She's not playing. She's not playing. I am. In, I moved, sis. And speaking of Regina's, another Regina did the cover story. Regina R. Robertson. Shout out Regina, who has been Essence's longtime West Coast editor. She is our guest interviewer today for Regina. It, it only made sense for two Reginas to talk to each other. And they're cool. They, they know each other. They know each other. They go around to the farmer's market. They they see each other. They I, I believe Regina told me that they greet each other's queen because Regina means queen. Oh. Yes. I didn't know Regina means queen. Regina means queen in Spanish. Great. Yes. What else has been going on this week? Before we get into this incredible Regina on Regina interview, mm-hmm. which is going to be iconic. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous we weren't there. But I'm also really happy that Regina got to talk to Regina. Yes. Because Regina's a whole moment herself. That's a whole moment. Yeah, our West Coast queen holding it down. What's Regina in? She's having a moment right now. So Regina is in this critically acclaimed series on HBO called Watchmen. It's really, really fantastic. It's really, really deep. There's a lot of history there. She's like a superhero, right? She's like a superhero. It's almost like you need cliff notes. Is this Marvel? No. Ooh, it's not Marvel. It's not Marvel. Somebody's going to come out of Twitter and smack me. Yes. What's the other universe? DC Comics? It's not that. I'm not ashamed not to know. This no, is I know like, it's oh. not, but it's a comic book series. Corey, you look at it and be like, somebody's going to get you. The Marvel Universe is like the Bajancy, Beyonce's yes. people. Like, but, watch what you say. It's not DC Comics, it's not Marvel. No. Okay, it's its own shit. It's its own shit. Okay. That is really, really dope. I love and it. she stars in it. I love it. Um, and it's going to, It's we're in the peak of it right now because I believe the finale is going to happen in a couple of weeks. So right now, actually this weekend, her episode um, is going to be, uh, what I've been hearing is going to be the Regina King episode. Like she's really going to be throughout because it's a lot of, um, it's an ensemble cast. Got it. But she's going to be taking the lead this Sunday. So I'm really excited Ooh. to like. So be, it's not a movie. It's a show. It's a show. I have to gather it's myself. It's a series. Yeah. I'm just used to her doing everything. I know. You never know what to expect from Regina. You do not know. So you know what Regina's superpower is, Corey, to me? What? I feel like she can just come out of nowhere and blow you away. Mm. Like she could be selling me gum mm-hmm. and I would be moved. Yes. Right? Yes. Like yeah. Regina King yeah. crushes. I mean, she could like, you could be like, get an elevator, like, what floor, please? And yeah. she could say four. And you could throw her an Oscar <laughs> or an Emmy. <laughs> right? Like she's got her superpower is that anything she touches on screen. Yeah. Turns to powerful. It's funny when you say that. I mean, Grant, I don't have a direct correlation to it, but I'm remembering when she was on the American Crime series. That was so good. That was so good. And she played Trevor Johnson, Trevor Jackson's mom, and she was married to come on, she was married to Andre Three Thousand. And made it seem like, oh, it's no biggie. I'm just married to Andre and 3000. Biggie. I'm telling you. A yeah. lot of actresses have great superpowers. I feel like Gabrielle Union can look like she's in like college forever. True. Like her superpower is that she could be any age, yeah. any stage. Like she can play herself then and now. I like that Flashbacks. too. Um, <laughs> you know who also could do that? Regina Hall. Yes. And I know Regina Hall and Regina King, they get a lot of play because a lot of people mix mix up their names. But she's another one guilty. that can, Yes. <laughs> A lot. I mean, I clearly know both those queens. Oh, totally. But totally. it's funny because they're both so iconic to me that I'm like. I'm trying to think who has. What's Viola Davis's superpower? Oh, girl, the 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 Viola will bring the pain mm-hmm. to the performance. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you need somebody to, to really act like. I mean, because clearly Viola's winning and oh, fabulous, yeah. but she will bring that deep hurt. Yes. Um, Viola's superpower is like extreme emotion and like mm-hmm, 
mm-hmm. fierce auntie, like on screen, mm-hmm. like just make you feel angry. Like yeah. Viola's roles make yeah. me mad in a good way. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking about right now? Who? I'm thinking about Gabrielle Dennis. Go oh, with me for it. She's funny. She's funny, but there was one of her skits in Black Lady Sketch Show where she played like a like she was a serial killer. Oh, that was so good. But it just makes me think like I think she could like literally come into your house, be nice, kill you, and then walk away. I don't necessarily know if that's a superpower. <laughs> she's just good at like manipulating. Good manipulating. What or was that just, changing on screen? Yeah, being in disguise, like just flipping it. I'm smiling because Black Lady Sketch Show is over, but the, those certain segments stick with me. Yes. The other the day for no reason at all I was in the uh, my room and I was like black lady courtroom black lady court why I don't know remember that scene that was so it was all black but it was just like imagine that moment where you re- walk into something and everyone imagine if you went in the post office and everybody was Every black. was black or if you went in the grocery store everybody well that happens actually. no that does it does <laughs> but you we're done here. If you want to see more of our cover star, Regina King, don't forget to watch her on her new series, The Watchmen. Hello, world. This is Regina R. Robertson, West Coast editor of Essence, and I'm thrilled to be sitting here with Hollywood royalty in Hollywood, by the way, on Cahuenga Boulevard, to be exact. So here's a little background. On February 21st, 2019, she was a presenter at the Essence Black Women in Hollywood Awards. I saw her backstage just before she stepped to the podium, and I think it's fair to say that she was taken aback by the way the ballroom at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel erupted. The love was real. Here's a snippet from her introduction. She's an actress producer and director. She's also a 2015 Essence Black Woman in Hollywood honoree, a Golden Globe and three-time Emmy winner, as well as a newly minted Academy Award nominee. Again, that was on February 21st. Three days later, she won that Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. And again, we all cheered for her. So yes, I'm thrilled to be sitting with her today, and she is Regina King. <laughs> uh, R to the third power. <laughs> we should start by saying it's not a secret because I tell everyone you and I share a first and middle, middle name, name, right? Regina Renee. Her last name is Robertson. <laughs> I've been affectionately calling her for years R to the third. I love it. <laughs> and you know, there weren't many Reginas. I remember a period where I was, uh, I think. I think it was in high school. My friend's father used to call me Regina Bell. <laughs> and now it's like, it's like the year, the time of the Regina. Regina. So it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's funny because I feel like the same, like growing up, I never met any other Reginas. And I guess I didn't embrace how unique that was. There were a lot of middle name Renee's. Yes. Like Everyone's Angela Renee, yeah. Regina Renee. Yeah, yeah. I was the only Regina. Yeah. But, you know, Latrice Renee, Karen Renee, like there were a lot of Renees. And um, it wasn't until, you know, the, who, and we love Regina Bell. Yes, Regina I Bell. I will always be called Regina you Bell bet. too. Like, oh my God, Regina Bell, King. <laughs> Well, I will say. Now it happens with Hall. Yes. Oh, my God. Regina Hall. Yeah. Yeah. It's the year of the Regina. Yeah. 
Um, when I grew up in Queens, there was this Puerto Rican girl around the corner named Regina, and she was fly. She was like Lisa Lisa, oh and, and she was like so fly. And I was like, yo, when I get older, like Regina, Regina is fly. Yeah. So, and then there's like um, Wendy Raquel Robertson, who was Regina on the Steve on, Harvey on show. On the Steve Harvey show, exactly. And Mean Girl, Regina George, people laugh about that. Well, super funny, that one, because. Um, for the longest time, if I'd go to Getty Images to like look at my pictures, um, Regina, there's a singer, Regina, she does the um, theme song, The Orange is the New Black. Jeez. We have to look that up. Yeah, we have to look it up. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, and, and pictures of uh, um, Regina George, Rachel uh, <laughs> McAdams. <laughs> McAdams would pop, pop up on my thing. <laughs> And I just always thought that was interesting. All right, I'm looking it up, but we have to keep going. Regina Spector. Regina Spector. I would yeah, not have yeah, remembered that. Regina Spector. Hey, Regina Spector. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so today we're here for your December cover story, your fourth Essence cover. This is the third time I've seen you in this is the third city yeah. since I saw you in Atlanta and New York for your press junket for Watchmen, Watchmen. which we're going to talk about. This is your third solo cover, your fourth Essence cover, because you did like a 20th anniversary with like a bunch of the ladies back in the day. Remember that? All the I different did. colored dresses? I did. But so then there's more because I did a Essence cover with Jamie Foxx and Kerry Washington. You for sure Ray. did. So this yeah. So I'm wrong. Oh, my God. This is your fifth cover. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fifth, your fifth as in color. I just your, really thought about that right now because when you when, when we were when we did that, I was thinking about the Jamie Carey one, oh. and then right th- then when you said the, the one with the, Queen, the ladies, um, Michael Michelle, yes, uh, Halle Vivica Berry. Fox, Halle Berry, everybody was yeah. In that. I'm like, oh my god, Loretta Devine, yeah. like yeah, no, that one was. I actually have that photo framed. Oh my god, yeah, this and then I have the out. One of the outtakes from that uh, photo shoot, Jada's in it. Jada's Jada, in it. Um, who had just recently became Jada Pinkett Smith. Smith. I think it was only a couple years or oh, you wow. know a few years in. And um, it's a photo where the camera's up above, and we're all looking up into the camera. And it's that one of my favorite photos. Beautiful. I have it up in my office. Yeah. So along with your covers, now you are Angela Abar, mm-hmm. Watchman, and you're looming all over the city, every city, in this poster. I think I'm going to dress up as you. <laughs> I may be... By the way, <laughs> I would like love that. I told Damon, that would be Damon Lindelof, creator of Watchmen. <laughs> series um i said if i just see one photo of someone dressed up as sister night we've won you know because we literally premiere like 11 days before right. halloween so that poster is we'll everything see. it's everywhere it's like ah. so tell me about angela abar how she came to be oh my gosh um if anyone is familiar with Damon's trajectory, the comic book series, the graphic novel Watchmen, became part of his DNA. He read it for the first time in his teens, and it truly um, just informed the writer he would be. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of Lost, if you are a fan of Leftovers, 
then you know, you see, you have read, you have watched mm-hmm. how he, that, that influenced his style of writing. And he um, turned down doing this series twice before where we are now because he's like, there's no, you can't, rem- you can't remake perfection. Why would I do that? It's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Then uh, finally on the third ask, uh, he said, what if the credits are going up on the Watchmen series and my name is not up? How am I going to feel about that? And that was one of the um, things that pushed him towards doing it. And then he said, well, give me a pause to let me find what it is. And um, he found what it was by going back to the uh, graphic novel. Um, he had read Tanahasi Coates' um, Case for Reparations. Mm-hmm. That had something to do with trying to find what is that looming thing of today that the Cold War or the threat of the Cold War played in Watchmen, the comic book series. So that's how we got here. And then how I became involved is as he was building it and figuring out what that story was, he created it, uh, the story being centered around a black woman. Um, he has this rule to never cast a person that he's worked with before in another project. Uh, but long story short, he broke that rule because he felt that I was mm-hmm. the right person to embody Angela Abar. And he sent me the, he didn't send me, he had the script delivered for the pilot because it was such top secret. And he wrote this lovely note saying, you know, this was his ex thing. And, and mind you, I didn't know about this. He doesn't cast someone in the next thing rule. I was just like, he has me at hello. The fact right. that, because my experience with him on leftovers was incredible. And, um, so yeah, I, I knew I was going to say, yeah, pretty much before I even read it because I just know the writer that he is. And I know the showrunner that he is. And I know the collaborator that he is. I knew that, um, I would be allowed to take ownership. And that's something that I look to for years now. I mean, I had that same experience with John Ridley, you know, mm-hmm. with John Wells and Ann Bitterman and Christopher Chulock on Southland. You know, so, um, you know, once you, it started out having that experience on Southland that kind of led me to a space of knowing that if I don't feel like the process is collaborative, then I don't want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So who is Angela Ayer? Angela, I, I really feel like she's kind of a, a representation of all of us. And when I say all of us, I don't mean just all black people. I mean all people. I don't mean just all women. You know, I truly mean all people because once you tune in to just even the first episode and you'll see along the way, and it'll also be indicative in other characters as well. She wears a lot of masks. You know, we see in the trailers and commercials the sister night. So we know that that is one of her masks. It's the obvious mask. But when we meet her, we think we're meeting Angela Avar, and then 
a little few minutes later and we we meet the the other mask and i i guess i'd say that uh that uh when when we meet her a little deeper into the show that's probably the the, the closest to the essence of who angela is because she's most comfortable most um in her natural skin with her family mm-hmm. you know with her man you know, oh, we're gonna talk about we that. We get to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we talk about him right now? Yeah, let's go on. Yeah, that's a nice little segue. Um, yeah. Yaya Abdul Mateen yes, the second. second. Yes. <laughs> what was the first leg? If this is the I'm second, second like, honey. Yeah. Do we He's have to second. say anything? He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> He's an amazing human being. He's the best work husband you know um, someone can have the best um, partner mm-hmm. as an artist to uh, build in a scene with and to um, not over talk a scene, but um, get into the nuanced moments uh, in a scene, um, uh, dive into the all the little things that I think the audience sees, but it's not in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from the chemistry of actors. Obviously it starts with the writing right. and the directing, um, but the chemistry between the actors and the respect for the art form, um, if it's mutual with the actors and with Yaya and I, that mm-hmm. it is that. And I didn't even realize he had lines. Right, so you just <laughs> were looking at him like, oh, did, oh, he said something. <laughs> Oh no! Did he just float? Right. Oh, Regina's husband. That's great. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're number one on the call sheet, which isn't new for you. Yeah, but, but um, it's uh, it's interesting that whole thing of number one on the call sheet and people have that you know talk about that so much. And I guess I just am old school and kind of come from a space of. Um, there are no small parts. They're just small actors. Um, that was something that was said to me early, early, early in my teens, you know, maybe even preteens, and that stuck with me. So um, it's something that my acting coach back then, Betty Bridges, who's a top Bridges mother. Yes, I remember. She's um, a legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she said that early on and just that never left me. So when I hear that, I understand that people are saying that out of respect and, 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 and they feel pride in that, mm-hmm. um, in that position. But um, I'd say that I don't give any more than I give when I'm any other number on the call sheet. Well, that was just the first part of my sentence because not only are you the number one on the number one person on the call sheet, you are one of three Oscar winners on this show. Look at that, which is fierce, fierce. So, fierce. Um, and 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 I think what makes it even more fierce is it's one of three Oscar um, winners that you still know all of our names. You know yes. how often, so sometimes yes. you're like, oh, well, who is that person? Well, they won an Oscar in right. 19 such and such, and you just, you don't remember yeah. their name. But y- there are people that may not have even seen a Jeremy Irons or a Lou Gossett Jr. movie, but you say those names and you like, oh yeah, I've heard that name before. So it just, I don't know why that makes it more significant for me for mm-hmm. some reason. 
because it says something about these actors and their careers and how they've navigated them that they've remained relevant. Yes. You know? You too. You did that. Exactly. I'm including myself yes, in you that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. I think you said that when you won the Oscar, you were going back to Atlanta to work on Watchmen, right? Yeah. Like you won and then. Yeah. So we were all screaming, of course. But what did you feel the second before you won and the second after you heard your name? Do you remember? Well, I, I won't say the second before. I just, I remember, even though I'd watched the Oscars before, um, and, and you know, kudos to the, the team, the, the, the men and women that stand beside me. They never reminded me that Best Supporting Actress was first up. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, we're having a good time and, you know, all right, we're here settled in the seat. And in my fierce they, white dress. And we, yeah, that part right there. <laughs> my Oscar de la Venta. You know. And, you know, and, 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 and Maya and Amy and Tina came out and they said, did they, I was like, oh, it's happening now. It's, it's happening. Okay, it's happening. What's going to be your face? <laughs> and I just remember... Just looking over at my mom, and she is the epitome of grace, and just knew that the right face was going to be exhibited, mm -hmm. regardless <laughs> of the outcome, you know? Mm -hmm. And the outcome was what we wanted. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the 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 gift of having something that you were already working on and already passionate about to go into made sure I didn't get caught up in the, the stuff that can become negative, yeah. you know, get caught up in the all about you of it all. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> there was a bigger thing right. as far as when it comes to uh, the work of it all, the career of it all, the art of it all that was happening right now, you know, I still needed to go learn my lines. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that because I'm working on the next thing right now. Gangster. Yeah. You know, like, so mm -hmm. all praises do. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. You know? Well, I think I've told you this story before. I'm not sure if it was the day after the Oscars or sometime, you know, a couple of days later, I go to Starbucks to get my caffeinated drugs and you know how you go to Starbucks and you don't want to assume everyone's, you know, I can't remember anyone's name unless they have a name tag. So right. like, I don't ever want to assume that you're like, oh, it's Regina. So I go into one of my, one of the regulars and I ordered my green tea frappuccino and I said, oh, Regina. Oh, you spell it like Regina King, right? You know, she just won an Oscar, right? I was like, yeah, I do. And yes, it's spelled Regina just like you spelled it last week. <laughs> but yes, just like Regina King. And she had to be like, I don't even know if she was 25. So I'm like, why do you know Regina King? Like, you don't know nothing about 227. So I'm like, it has to be Boondocks. So what I love about your career, what I think is just amazing about your career is that there are people that know you from 
Friday. There are yeah. people that know you from 227. There are people that know you from Enemy of the State. And Enemy of the State taught me that I can never embezzle money because <laughs> the way they track people's money, they'd right. be all up in your bank account. Right, I was right, like, right, oh my like, God, oh my I can never yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You so can't hide from I can anything. hide from anything. So you better just don't start a lie because you can never finish that never lie. Finish it. Yeah. Especially if they're tracking my banking. Yeah. So thank you for that lesson. <laughs> um, Jerry Maguire. I mean, the list I love Year of the Dog. That was yeah, like one of my favorite movies. That was fun. Well, by the way, that 25-year-old, for her, it probably wasn't Boondocks. It was probably Cinderella's story or yeah. Legally Blonde 2 or um, Miss Congeniality 2. That age group, mm-hmm. I get those three movies all the time. When I tell you, and it just seemed like it kind of maybe like four Five years ago, I don't know, it was Cinderella story, some mm-hmm. cable network had bought the rights and it was on a loop or something. <laughs> but I'm sometimes I'm bad at remembering the names of characters that I've played. And then all of a sudden, like five or six years ago, I kept getting, Rhonda, are you Rhonda? So the first few times I was like, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought they were like mistaking me for another, you know, actress or something. But she was like, from Cinderella's story. And then I, I kept getting it. So, um, yeah. Did you ever think that it would be this way? Like, that's pretty amazing. Just to hit so many generations for so many people have different right. feelings about you. Right. I can't say that I thought that it wouldn't be, mm. but I can't say that I thought that it would. I would say that um, I have just tried to listen to the voice inside. And luckily, at a very early age, um, I was able to understand that when things don't feel quite right, that's probably not the role for you. Mm. You know, even though I'm still auditioning. But um I'd gone in on a couple of auditions. And this is like maybe somewhere, this is probably after 227. So so somewhere between 227. No, no, I'll take that back. Probably between, um, maybe between poetic justice and higher learning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, gone in on a few auditions for things that didn't, quite feel right for me, but, you know, wanted to work, Mm -hmm. wanted, wanted a job and didn't get them and was just frustrated about the preparation that I had, you know, gone through and didn't book it. But then cut to, I realized that this is actually a blessing and you shouldn't be putting work into something you don't want. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of like ignorant in a way. That's like, crazy thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped. I stopped going on any auditions unless that role spoke to me. Because in that way, if I did put in the work and I didn't get it, the disappointment wouldn't be as big, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, cut two, I stopped having a lot of disappointments, Mm. (laughs) you know? And how do you, what's, what speaks to you? Oh gosh. I think it changes uh-huh. as I as I grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It definitely changes as I grow. Mm-hmm. But but for the I would say the the one thing that remains consistent would be a a role that is not just the role. The entire story mm-hmm. should be intriguing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, 
the role that I'm playing should be something that grabs me. But I want the entire piece, because if the entire piece is good, then for sure that role is going to stand out. Mm -hmm. If uh, just the role is good, but the film or the television show or the whatever it is, you know, at this point, web series is just so-so, it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. you know, how good or how greatly written that one role was mm-hmm. yeah. um can we go back to the awards for a second wait yeah. what are you sipping on i'm sipping on a bit of rosé oh is it your post photo shoot rosé today. Okay. <laughs> today what is your what is My your cocktail of choice tequila ah. yes classe azul casa amigos <laughs> don julio 1942 um Reserva That's de la Familia, Jose Cuervo. I like tequila. All of these are tequilas. I mean, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I mean, the people who drink tequila, that last one I named, Reserva de la Familia, Jose Cuervo, not to be mistaken with the Jose Cuervo that you see up in these bars and stuff, but the Reserva de la Familia, hmm. Okay. That one right there. <laughs> That's for grown folks. That's for big kids. So um, I want to go back to the awards for one second. Um, Because there was a time when you weren't winning awards and it was like, this is whack, but okay. (laughs) But I know that, you know, we're not here for awards. We're here for work. Right. Um, Where where is your Oscar? Where are your three Emmys? Where is the Golden Globe? Where's your Essence Black Women in Hollywood Award? The first big award that I won, um, the Emmy, is with my mom. You know, mm-hmm. so she's all nice and cute and cozy in Cincinnati. Um, um, but the rest, you know, because there's of, so many. The yeah, <laughs> but 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 I, you know, I'll have all of my image awards. Yes, my Essence, yeah. um, um, Black Women Award, my, the Variety, um, two uh, beautiful awards that I um, received a long time ago is back when they would do the. I think they were called the Black Oscars or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's a beautiful piece of just art. That, and and I and I got one for Jerry Maguire and one for may have been Ray. I don't remember what the other one's for, mm-hmm. but they're they're beautiful. So um, uh, in my uh, office library, it's doubles. Um, I have all my books that I face. And then behind me, I have photos of my family, of my friends, of just moments in life. So we just kind of mix all of the awards up with the photos. So there's not really a rhyme or reason to how they are. They're just more where they are because it looks good on that shelf with these photos. It looks good on this shelf with those photos. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I always I always wonder, like, where do you put your awards? Yeah. Um, wait, I do have a question about your tequila. Yes. I, I never have a problem talking about tequila. Like, I've <laughs> gone to, like, tequila tastings just because I like to learn more about the agave plant. Uh, what I think people want to know, and I want to know too, because I couldn't tell, were you really drunk on that What Happens Live? Watch What Happens Live? Were you? Yes. Really? Oh, yes. I was like, she's an actress. I'm a great actress, but <laughs> who wants to act drunk not for a check? Yeah. I just always wonder. I was like, this is really I was not funny. really familiar with this show. 
Okay, so but no, I, there's no judgment. Yeah. So it was just a question. And um, I think probably part of the moment was that I read the, um, the I, I guess I just the timing of things. Maybe I just miss watch what happens live. <laughs> So I had been drinking since, you know, earlier okay. uh, with some girlfriends prior to. Uh, so by the time we got there, um, it was on. And I popping. was like two sheets <laughs> to the wind. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think when I look back on it and just the joy it seemed to have given so That's many a people. Legendary moment. I think about. Because at first I was like mortified. We oh. we that had happened, and then the next day I had press. So the next morning, it's I'm, I'm with my publicist. It's like eight in the morning, and this is when I found out I was not on Twitter yet, but I found out <laughs> what trending was, <laughs> and um, whatever show we were promoting, it may have been Southland. Um, so the TNT um, publicist was like, "Oh my God, you're trending," <laughs> and I was like. Is that good? You know? And then she said, why? And I was like, okay, I still. And then I saw it and I was like, oh. And Mike had told me, this is my publicist, but that night he was like, woo wee. Uh, that ended just in time. <laughs> and I was like, did I, you know, because like, I'm thinking, you know, me and Jack Gay had so a ball. And I was like, did I mess up? He was like, it ended just in time. You're fine, but it ended just wow. in time. It was legendary. So what what ended up um, happening for me instead of like going to the place of embarrassment, and it probably was like a um, a learning moment for oh, me yeah. mm -hmm. that how many people saw me as an uptight person, saw me as a person that didn't let her hair down, oh. saw me as a person that doesn't joke. I am a fool, <laughs> you know, like, but. Apparently, only those close to me right, know. Right, right, right. So uh, I thought that was a good thing. Is yeah. that um, it, it it created a space where I didn't do anything that would be detrimental to my family or or career, but it did allow the audience to know, oh, she cool. Yeah. I, so that you know, <laughs> I thanks, guess. Andy. That question was not written down in my notes. I just thought of it because you're sitting here and sipping your glass. Well, as long like, as you play the entire answer, <laughs> yes, the back and forth. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. No, ju no judgments. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really. Oh, are well, they I kidding? Mean, I are they know, you know, because you great. don't drink, so yeah, yeah. So it's I have always tequila sometimes. Girl, in a not like you. I can only. Yeah, I can't yeah, even yeah, name like. Yeah, you. you <laughs> You know, Re Regina's uh, the, the R to the third, because you guys might get the queens confused, because it's two of us up here, but we're not broke. Um, <laughs> but you, are, uh, you see, you are really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, two two seven. I remember I talked to you once. I think it was around Ray, and I said. I saw Ray four times. Like, oh my, how many times did you see it? You were like, uh, once. I don't watch my stuff <laughs> no. over and over. I stopped reading my stories over and over and I was like, oh my God, I see what she means. But 227 plays all the time. Like, do you ever watch it? No. Really? No. You had great no. hair. Your hair was so I, thick I so and amazing. Thick. I know. And if I had known, I wouldn't <laughs> have had that pressing comb up in there so much. 
over the years. Um, if you're laying around one Saturday, Sunday, and it comes on, you don't watch it? No. Really? No. If I'm laying around on a Saturday or Sunday, I'm catching up on what's on my DVR. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Okay. No, I just, first of all, someone sent me a video of, um, there used to be this show called Friday Night Videos. I love Friday Night yeah, Videos. Yeah, and Jack A and I hosted it oh once. Oh, my God. Yes. And they sent it, and my voice was so high pitched. Because you were like a child. <laughs> but I didn't even know. And this is a funny thing. So Richard Lawson had done an episode of 227 years ago. And I remember getting offended by this that he said. And I've never told him this. Um, but cut to, he was so right. He told me, when your voice matures, everything's going to change for you. Oh. And I was like, what? what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, right. at 15, 16 years old, you're like, oh, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm <laughs> right. thinking in my head. He couldn't have been so. It, it, your, your, it, your voice, I think, reflects who you are, mm -hmm. you know, as you grow. And. Jesus, that voice. Oh my God. I would have annoyed the heck out of me <laughs> if I was an adult talking to me at 15. <laughs> and that voice has gone on to voice two little boys. Yes. So thank God <laughs> yes. I was able to still access that. But that voice was even higher <laughs> than a Huey and Riley. Well, I mean, I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to go look at some episodes. I watched 227. My voice was high. You were a child. Oh my God. But an annoying <laughs> voice. But because voices, I'm very particular with what I hear. You know, I've, I've, I'm that friend that if we sit down at a table and there's someone at a table next to us with an annoying voice, I'm the friend that's going to make us move to another table. <laughs> Cause I, I just, it's, I right. can't tune it out. Right. I understand. <laughs> that's hysterical. Um, you mentioned Southland. I was home on a Friday night, which is so rare. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I'm home on a Friday night. I turn on, you know, I turn the channel and I see Regina King on my screen. I will never forget this episode. You were protecting a young girl who was oh, like yeah. dating some drug dealer or something. Mm -hmm. And you cocked this pistol in the bathroom. You handed it to her and you were like, if somebody comes in here, here. And I was like, what the hell show is this? I had never heard of Southland. Right. And I sat there like, Southland was everything to me. I watched it all it the time. It was everything to me. So I talked to you many years ago and we ended with, oh, so what do you want to do next? And you said, I'm going to direct. No, I will direct. Mm. And I never forgot that. Wow. So tell me about making that decision because now, should I pull out your receipt? <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> Cha so we, you did Southland. Mm -hmm. You've done Insecure. You've done, where's my list? Scandal. Yes. I'm trying to remember because I can't find my list. Um, this is us. This is us. The good doctor. The good doctor. Being Mary Jane. Be I'll, I'll name them for <laughs> you. Greenleaf. Yes. I'm proud of all of them. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, here's my list. You said everything. Uh, shameless. Let the church say amen. That was your project, right? Yes. So tell Let me about. Let the church say amen was the first big 
thing that I done you before and your sister Raina, right? Raina, my sister. We produced it along with um, Shaquem, um, Compare, and um, uh, Queen, Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was first out the gate. So yeah. tell me about making that decision. Because I remember being like, oh, she said she's going to direct. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, my God, she totally did. Not to say I didn't believe no, no, you, no. but it's yeah, like yeah. I saw yeah. your credit. Like, yo, she said she was going to do it, and she did it. Yeah. It was a gangster. So tell me about when you came to that and why you wanted to direct. You know, um, acting for so many years and working with so many different directors, you know, that, that there's two parts of an answer that to that sometimes you don't realize how something is making an impact on you especially when you're young until later on and then you go back and connect it to that mm-hmm. um uh i did not realize uh as i was working and certain directors were at once I'm older when i'm older working 20s in working and um, my experience with like John Singleton and Cameron Crowe and um, Tony Scott really like kind of left a, a a mark on me in just the different styles of directing and the things that I appreciated about all of them. Really, I feel like I was paying attention to it at the, with with the, with them. But at that point, I still wasn't necessarily saying or claiming that director is part of who I am. But when I'm asked that question now, it actually really goes, the inspiration goes back to 227 Mm -hmm. and Garen Keep. He was our director that directed most of the um, episodes throughout the years that we were on 227. And he was able to... I just remember when we had guest directors, I just wanted Garen back. Mm-hmm. And some of that had to do with comfort, but a lot of it had to do with his style. And part of his style was he was clear. He directed or gave direction. Um, I use this word all the time, but with grace, mm-hmm. you know, with respect. Um, and I did not realize that was making an impact on me as it was making an impact. So cut to, um, Southland and having the opportunity to start to say that out loud that I want to direct, um, Christopher Chulak gave me the opportunity to shadow him on the show. And then Paris Barkley, I'm trying to remember who it was that led me to Paris, but someone's, when I started saying it out loud and I directed a video, uh, Jahi, yeah, and they, they told me to reach out to Paris. So I reached out to Paris and said, you know, I want to direct. And he was like, okay, are you serious? Because a lot of actors say they want to yeah. and they don't really fully Want to, they want they want to try it, but they don't know until they've tried it. I knew that I wanted to. I knew that it wasn't going to be something that was going to be a one time. If, if things go wrong, I'm not going to continue to make this a reality. And 
So he, uh, he um, went to his house. You have to tell our audience who the legend of Paris oh, Barkley. Oh, my God. Paris Barkley is legendary. Um, he is a director that has trailblazed, has, has created a space for not just um, um, black people, but um, the LGBTQ community. Um, he is just one of the first to uh, make such a strong mark in uh, television. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for those of us, black, white, whatever, um, look at Paris as who you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and just the the way he moved, that if you could only be um, as giving as him, as he is and always has been. And he was also uh, the president of the DGA, um, which is huge in itself, mm-hmm. you know. And um, went to his house and he played the Jaheim video with no value. Because he said, let me see what you got. What, what, what have you directed? So I, I pulled up the link <laughs> for him. And he played it with no value. And he said, okay, I see what you did. You told a story. I know what this story is. And uh, then he gave me like a questionnaire to fill out with like kind of random questions. Like if it was a party, would you want to be the host or the guest? And, you know, and based on those answers, kind of let him know the the seriousness of um, me wanting to take this dive. And then he turned me on to Regina Rinder, who worked at the DGA, black woman as well, who gave me all of these different programs that I could apply for because he said, if you want people not to think that this is a vanity thing because you're an actor, you need to let people see that you do the work. You will take the actor of it off and you'll show up and learn and humble yourself. And so I applied for the ABC um, um, diversity uh, directing program and uh, it's a little more to it, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's incredible. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, when I saw those credits rolling, I was like, she said she was going to do it. And, <laughs> and she, she did. did it. <laughs> she did it. Um, what what keeps you... You're from L.A. So, born and bred. So where were you born? Like, where, where did you grow up? Um, An area called Windsor Hills. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's it like to be in... Because, you know, not every... I'm not from here. I'm Queens all yeah, day. It's very, Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah. It's very few of us that are uh, born and bred here. You have Tim Story, mm-hmm. who's director. Um you know, Ice Cube, oh, you know, the, the, the obvious ones. <laughs> Snoop know. and Dre. Yes, yes, those obvious ones. But what's it like it, to be a native and navigate this town? I think, you know, we're always, um, we always, I, I find um, we get, so you're from, you, you, you grew up here, you were born here. You just don't seem like everyone else. And I, I find that the everyone else that they're talking about are the ones that are the transplants. <laughs> so shady, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, there's just a certain, you know, yeah, I'll own up to the, some of those things that come with um, the city of L.A. Um, but 
we still feel like there's no better place to be. You can't beat the weather. You can't beat just that California laid back vibe mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, just like people say, you you talk slow. You know, <laughs> you you drag things and not a draw like a southern thing. <laughs> but I I love my city. You still ride for the Lakers? Okay. Cut me and I bleed okay. purple. Okay. I ride, yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't watch you know, basketball. No, I ride I for the is... name on the front, oh. not the name on the back of the Ooh. jersey. Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. I couldn't say it OG, so eloquently. legit. <laughs> loving it, Lakers, you know, even before Magic. So who are your inspirations? Like, what were your little girl dreams? What were, who, who did, besides your fabulous mother, who were you, who did you look up to? Who were your inspirations? Mm. And this wait, the second part of that question is how do you feel about being an inspiration now? Let's see, let me answer the first. You know, as far as actors, you know, that had inspirations all the way from Rosalind Cash to Sally Field, mm-hmm. you know, um when you're an artist, you really don't look at things um through I think true artists don't look at things through color, sex, you just what inspires, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, and I know you know this as a writer, you know, some people the way they the words are put together, it does not matter who wrote it. Now, obviously, there's moments when something hits you that way and it happens to be someone that's from the same diaspora. <laughs> it does have a deeper, mm-hmm. you know, effect. But um, I've always been a fan of all parts of the performing arts or the kid. That's Cicely Tyson, you know. I mean, so I'm not, I mean, I'm naming actors and, and entertainers, but... I mean, you know, Toni Morrison, her books were always mm-hmm. in my home, you know. Um, and I remember my mother, you know, first starting w- before we read Toni, the couple of Toni Morrison books, she would um, talk about how she'd have to read it again. You know, they're, 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 it's not an easy read, but it's such a gratifying, it's, okay. it's, you get so much. And um, not until I read a book did mm-hmm. I, one of her books that I understand Dude. what she meant um alice walker mm-hmm. mel street marla gibbs yeah. and, and i was 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 huge for me my aunts my aunt juanita my mother my grandmother you know the women around me i'm chris leslie um lisa leslie's mom you know we we, we grew up right. um together our mothers were best friends so just Strong women. I I, I, I definitely come from a long line of of strong women, you know, play cousins and real cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Not to like minimize everything to your Oscar night because your career is so vast, but did you feel all that love from everywhere? Oh, absolutely. I was feeling it before that night. You know, the the, the road to it. You know, I mean... Um, when Joe Embiid jumped over my head at the Knicks game, you know, I think I got more joy looking at people's responses. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't you take that Queen's night away? <laughs> and it just, I just felt the love. Like, um, just I, I love like Twitter. 
<laughs> Say it louder yeah. so I think they want to hear it one more time. Yeah, Say, I, I love, love black, black Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes you guys can be a little more positive with some things, you know. <laughs> but, ooh, yeah, it, it is. It, sometimes you do speak the truth. Yes. And sometimes it's just the best laugh, you know. <laughs> And 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 for and I think the reason why I say black Twitter is because it feels like when you are at home for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, when you see the cousins or the the aunts and uncles <laughs> that you only see once a year, and y'all sit around and, and start talking mess <laughs> and start recapping on the year's events. It's real. It's it's real. It's real. It's real. So you know. So um, um, tell me about being an inspiration to the next generation of artists. What does I that mean, feel like? Honestly, I think it's just that in itself is inspiring. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be the most simple okay. way to put it. You know, knowing that you've actually, you, you are actually inspiring or that you have inspired, inspires you to want to continue on a path that continues to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your greatest lesson? Personally or professionally? Oh, girl. Hey, good lesson. I Not can, the greatest. Yeah, yeah, hey, I can. Good. Yeah, good lesson. Something that you may say right now in this moment about a thing, you may not feel that way about it five years from now, 10 minutes from now. And it doesn't mean that you were not honest in that moment. Hmm. You were in that moment. But sometimes you get some new information. Sometimes you have some new experiences. Um, so don't ever, if, if you're being honest in the moment, mm-hmm. you never have to feel, especially back to the whole Twitter of it all. <laughs> you know, someone always wants to like, she said, you know, then they do it with Donald Trump, that fool <laughs> all the time, you know. Who's to say that in that moment he was feeling that way? <laughs> Whatever, you know, I, 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 I don't try to understand that person's crazy. But <laughs> that dude, perhaps he really did feel the way he felt in the moment, even though it is insane. so <laughs> insane and, and, and it's such a lie. Later, so it feels, right. maybe he really did believe it in that moment. So... I guess with that, it's, 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 uh, put me in a place in life. I think, especially in the past 10 years or so that, that I judge less. Yeah. You know, you know, having that when someone pointed that out, cause it was, it was something like I'd said something in an interview and then, uh, it was years later and, uh, they pointed it out that, that I'd said that before. And I don't really even remember what it was. But I felt differently about it. Uh-huh. And I kind of was like, oh, you know, and I started kind of going inside and thinking, trying to figure out why I said that. And they were like, you felt that you meant that in that moment. Mm-hmm. So many things have happened since then. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I tried to apply that when, even when it's something as in the moment, crazy yeah. as, you know, oh, dude. But, uh, <laughs> Really uh, it's, it's allowed me, you know, to to not have as much judgment when it just comes to people. Okay. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 
You said it, Black Girls Rock, that this is your season for grace, for favor. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? And what does success mean to Regina King? Uh, That song by William Murphy, one of my girlfriends, um, Jackie, reached out to me and said, this song, every time I hear it, makes me think of you. And this was after I'd gotten the Oscar nomination. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard the song. So this, no, it was before the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. I think, and had the nomination. And uh, I had not heard the song. And I um, went on my Spotify and pulled it up. And I was like, <gasps> it, I, it just all made sense. And it just, and I, she said, it makes me think of you every time I hear this song. And... I've planted my seeds and I've been soiling and fertilizing them and surrounding myself with the right people that make sure that that's happening. Mm -hmm. And now it's blooming and I'm grateful for it. Um, And I know that when it, as far as favor, that's not everyone's story, you know, to have the, um, the blessing to uh, recognize that when someone else's story is not as bright Mm -hmm. on the outside as what mine looks like right now in this moment, that's a lesson for me to, to, to be grateful for what I have, to know that I could have easily been the example to to, to let others know that, okay, you, you need to count your blessings and make sure you're moving right because this can happen mm-hmm. to you or this can be taken away from you. And also the blessing of when you have someone in front of you who seems like everything is going so perfect in their life and then you sit down and have a conversation with them and find out all the Stuff that's really going on. And we all have that. We have all had some, I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Back to the masks that Mm -hmm. we were talking about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you've got so much. And and I've been through that. And I've had the smiling, smiling. And I'm crying on the inside. And But it was all part of the journey. It's all, it it needed to happen. Couldn't be here Mm -hmm. in this moment receiving the grace, receiving the favor. Mm-hmm. If those moments, the, the the tears, the recognition of others' tears and pain weren't part of the fertilizing of the seed. I hope that made sense, but it made so much sense in my head. <laughs> so what is the future hold that your last question? What is what's what are you looking forward to? What's coming next? What can you tell us about? Because I know everything is so secretive in yeah, this town. Um I'm I'm as a pre- woman, as everything. Regina King is everything. Yeah, you know, um I'm still um I'm 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 a mother. I'll always be a mother. And how old is so, he? I mean, he's twenty three, so you know, just watching him find his way and clutching my pearls, knowing that there's moments when I'm going to have to let him fall and also having moments where I've allowed him to and have watched him get up and dust off his knees and 
move on is such has been such a beautiful reminder that um yeah god's got him and he's finding his way so i'm feeling really good about that right now i'm in prep on my theatrical film debut uh and it's a piece that is truly special actor's piece it's called one night in miami that's the title right now it's um a play a, a adaptation from the person that wrote the screenplay also wrote the play kemp powers okay and it's truly in my opinion and you know if everything goes well you'll probably hear me say this a thousand times next year while we um, promote the film yeah. um, that it's a love letter to the black man's experience in America. Beautiful. Yeah. I think they need that. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to share with your essence family? Um, you said a lot. I did. <laughs> I did. I guess how much of a joy it is to be doing this with you because you know, we, we, we've got some years. I says, know. You know, I know. And, um, Your last cover was February 2011. Yeah, and before that, yeah. we was it Venice? What was Venice it was, Magazine? It, yes, yes. Yeah, it's been that's kind of where time. we met. Yes, yeah. And we have shared some I laughter, <laughs> some tears, some girls, some, right? And it's it's. Um, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you yeah. too. It's nice to have another queen in yeah. LA. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And this is my first podcast. As a host. Look at you. We are both doing some new big things. I know. (laughs) So this is wonderful. I appreciate the time. And I know you're tired, but this is what happens when you serve looks all day, Regina Girl, all day. (laughs) But um, hopefully it's a treat for for Christmas. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Special thanks to our guest host, Regina Robertson. Hey, boo. And our special guest, Regina King. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes Yes Girl, featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zandt, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More, more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram. And at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.